Brady. I'm the account director here at Podimos. And for the first time on this podcast, we have a new face. I'm introducing Gamzi Fackelman, who is an account manager here at Podimos. Hey, Gamzi. Hello. <laughs> you are our resident interactive video expert, and you are really, really keen on all things interactive video. It's one of your passions. And I wanted to bring you on the podcast today to talk about interactive video because for a lot of people listening that have no idea what it is, they won't know how to use it. And I think it's a really new and interesting area. Um, So thank you so much for joining to talk about interactive video. Let's do it. Um, Should I just start by explaining what it is really? Um, Let's go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. I think people saw what interactive video is on another way, not as a video, but as a, you know, Netflix series, maybe. I think um, it came into my radar personally after um, the Black Mirror episode, Bandersnatch. And I then looked into other things. There are other Netflix series out there that are more called choose your adventure rather than interactive video, which allows the viewer to choose a branch, um, give an action so that their endings are different and how the videos are moving is different, which means you have a video in your hand that is linear but as the viewer, you're interacting with the video so that you jump in the timeline, you open another pop-up, um, you can do like, you know, shoppable links and all of that, which is creating a very active, a very engaged viewing experience. And there are so many other things um, that you can add into a video other than just watching it passively. So I think we can call it a video that you have to interact with just as a very, very simple explanation of what it is. Definitely. And when you talk about sort of interactive videos, you're talking about all those sort of clickable elements. So somebody might not see the whole video. They'll just see the bits of the video that is relevant for them, um, which I think is really powerful, especially at the moment where there's so much video going on. Um, So that's really interesting about interactive video. So for people that have never seen one, I'm probably not too sure what you're talking about. Um, what would be an example of a very standard interactive feature or screen on a video? Yeah, I think the definite, like, that makes it such an interactive video um, feature is the branching. What you would see on your screen is two or three um, elements, or let's say you cut the whole video screen into three sections. And on the top, it says, make your selection or who do you want to hear from, right? So you can see three people in the company, for instance, the CEO, the COO, and the CFO, and they will be like with their photos and everything. And you're asked to make a selection to listen from that person by clicking on that first or second or third. I think this, as, as I said, is called branching, is the most like um, interesting element of interactive. But if we need another um, example that is also very much used, especially in the B2C sectors, it will be the shoppable link. So you can see somebody wearing something. You can go onto that like element, that the outfit, that piece of clothing, and you would see um, something coming out of it and you click it. And using APIs and stuff, it will automatically add that item to the cart of that um, e-commerce website. So those two things are really, I think, what makes the interactive video so special and so recognizable. You're really passionate about interactive video. I think it's fair to say it's one of your favorite elements of marketing probably at the moment. Um, so what does it mean for marketing? Um, and then more specifically, for medical device marketing, how could we be using it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm passionate about all video because I think it's so easy to consume short form, long form, all sorts of it. It's so easy to uh, just consume it. And now with Interactive, you're adding two other layers onto it. One is you're requiring engagement, which means you know that your, your viewer is active when they're viewing it. So you know that your message, your story is coming across and the receiver is actually receiving because we're living in a world that is just so much noise and so much content coming out every day. I think it's kind of ensuring that your message is heard and understood by your viewer and your audience base. I think that's the first thing. The second layer, especially in terms of medical device marketing, you understand so much about your audience because you can actually take out all of those actions that they've, they've taken in the interactive video, see where they clicked, where they paused, what branch they chose, if they clicked on your user manual or whatever that you put into your video, and you can really deep dive understand your target audience. And then you can create more marketing tools and products deliverables at the back of that. I think that's a very unique thing. We struggle to get like everybody in the marketing, I think struggle to get that insight into their audience. And this is very much in the behavioral um, insight into your target audience's mind. Yeah, I think that's invaluable, isn't it? that information that you wouldn't normally get from your consumers. but. I think that I that really stands out to me when we've talked about video interactive videos before is the fact that you can have that different journey. And we just spoke about branching. And you're right, like we have so much video content out at the moment. It's there's so much going on, people are short for time. So be able to give somebody a really targeted video that's just really what they need to hear, because if you go back to your CEO, CFO example. In a standard video, that question would be answered by all three people. And if you wanted to hear from the last person, you either had to manically skip forward or you listened through it and you weren't really listening and the user experience isn't great. But this allows um, um, customers to actually click the person they want to hear from, which then means that, like you said, they're just way more engaged than they ever would be. And then you build on what you just said as well. It, we can then do more videos. If everyone's clicking to hear from the the chief marketing officer and not choosing to hear from the CFO, you know, the content that you need to be putting out is your chief marketing officer, which I think is, you know, really, really great feedback. So the other thing I wanted to sort of talk about really is the pricing of an interactive video, because I'm sure people are going to think, you've mentioned Netflix quite a lot. Netflix have big budgets. Um, is this something that only we can be doing with with a huge, huge budget? No, I mean not really. But let me just let me just um, clarify that topic. Yes, there are massive productions use these using these interactive videos. But we're also working on some things like you know um, for a new medical device, for instance, you can have a setup video that is like a, a minute or two minutes long, and then you can have multiple troubleshooting videos, one minute each. And then maybe you have a little corporate, a mini corporate video as well that you can pack into one interactive video and then you can use it across training your team, training your distributors, use it internally for marketing purposes as long as you want to by just creating those layers of overlays and hotspots um, as they're called so that you, know, you can repurpose some of the things that you've created already in other video projects into an interactive project as well. So if we're looking at the cost perspective from that, if you're already using um, the material as a video footage that you have, it's not adding too, too much. I would say about two to 3,000 pounds. 
um, to make existing good footage turn into an interactive um, video. But if you're starting from scratch, it totally depends on your project. If you want, you know, let's say again, using the same example, you have a 10 minute setup where you want a lot of interactivity, downloadables, contact forms, quizzes you can do as well. And you want to have like 50 troubleshooting steps and you want to have another quiz. Did you understand what you watch kind of thing? And we have to produce that as well. So we have to come to you three, four days of filming, editing, all of that stuff. Yes, we're looking at a bigger one, bigger project, bigger budget. But as you can tell, some of that and the majority of that is actually going to the production of the video side of things. Mm -hmm. I think what makes the, the interactive video process a little bit longer than any storyboarding or regular video production is that you really have to think about the journey of every single one of your viewers so that you need to map it out really um, in detail. But imagine mm -hmm. one person chooses that branch, what happens next, what happens next, where can they go? And then you look at other, you put yourself in another user's shoes and then you again think about that journey. So that planning process is, is what really makes it a bit, you know, trickier or it requires expertise, let's call it. Um, but itself, the using of the platforms and creation of the interactive tools, I wouldn't say is the Netflix thing. I think all medical device companies should jump on this right now. I think you've made a couple of really good points there that I want to come back to. The first one being you really emphasized good footage being important. Why is that? Why can't people just kind of like take some stuff on their iPhones and put it together? Well, you could technically, it depends on the, the goal of the interactive, right? If you want to make something that is going to be used across the board for your corporate materials and all of that, obviously making a high production value video would be definitely yielding a better quality interactive video in the end. But, you know, we all have great phones. We have all great cameras. As a video creator, I always believe in, you know, good lighting, good audio would make it. You don't need to have the best camera out there kind of thing. But um, yeah, it depends on what you want to be doing with that in the end. I think if you create an in-house video, let's call it, um, making that interactive wouldn't add too much to the budget, but it still work. It's still a budget, like I said, two, three K. Do you want to spend that, invest that into a you know, homemade video or do you want to really get the return on investment by having a more professional video production at the end of it? And also, if you know that you're going to make an interactive video out of the video that you're going to be producing, there's one more thing to think about, which is leaving the videos a little bit longer than usual, because especially at the end, if you're going to put a pop up overlay of like, what do you want to do next? There's something that needs to be playing in the background, which is probably going to be the tail of the previous footage. So if you know that you're going to make it interactive, even the production changes a little bit which makes sense to then go with a proper storyboard, a proper mapping out and everything like that. That's a really good point because it really goes back to planning, doesn't it? To have a good interactive video. And I know you mentioned this just a minute ago about following a customer's journey and knowing where they go through. And I think that's so important in marketing in general. Like you want to know when a user enters your social media or your website, like how they get to the end goal of contacting you or purchasing something. So you're essentially taking that skills and that strategy and applying it to the video. So with interactive video, that kind of leads me on sort of like call to actions. You mentioned things like shoppable links, yeah. but um, this does come with a bit of an investment. So ROI wise, how can people sort of get that return of investment from an interactive video? 
Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. If you're if you're if you have an e-commerce website and you're selling, obviously the shoppable links will be the easiest um, return investment. You'll see you'll directly see how much how many items you're selling. But for a B two B or for growing an email list or depending on your goal, it will be it might be a little bit trickier. So let's take like a typical medical device company who just want to create a little bit of brand awareness and increase the number of um, guests on their email list. I would use a combination um, of call to actions as an interactive video and the regular interaction tools like contact forms on and screens um, to be able to really drive different ways of calling that action into place. You can have a call to action or let's say a hotspot throughout the whole video actually. So you can also just not wait for the end like you would normally with a regular video. You can put it across the board with different ways, um, tie it into different overlays and hotspots so that you can really make sure that you're getting that out. But also, I, I want to come to the um, repurposing again. If you have an interactive video on your hands, which is 10 minutes long, but obviously you're going to have different branches and everything. Let's say the linear part of it is 10 minutes long. You can always cut it into shorter videos depending on the data that you received, right? You know where people are clicking and where they're going. You can make that combination that many users take as a journey and create a regular video. These videos um, have to live on the platforms that they're created. The interactivity only works on the platforms as of today, as far as I know. But you know the, the combinations that you make out of watching the journeys, you can make regular videos, linear videos to share on social media and everything. So you're not just taking one product out of this production. You can have multiple um, deliverables, multiple products, multiple pieces of content out of that one piece of interactive video. It's a really good point. So for interactive videos, do you need to have be connected to the internet to be on that platform for the interactivity to work? Yes, um, you, it has to be, like I said, hosted on the platform. We personally, we here at Podimos use Vimeo Studio and um, obviously for the elements to use so that the triggers happen, you need to be on Vimeo. If you reshare it to your social media, um, it will be a link that will take you to that Vimeo play page and then you will be seeing it there. So you have to be um, going to that platform basically. Then you make a really good point about having the data to be able to re-break the videos up. So um, I know in some conference booths, you can have internet connected and you probably still be on Vimeo on your booth. But if you couldn't, for example, you could break that interactive video up to create a standard video of your normal journey path. And that could go on your booth and you kind of test it if that's the right that's the right questions and that's the right sort of content yeah. for that audience. So it definitely does give more analytics and gives you more information. That's sort of key really with marketing, yeah. isn't it? And, it? and it's so much more fun, right? This is newer, um, it's interesting, it's unique. Um, and many people are really, you know, um, captured by the whole concept of being able to choose your own adventure or, you know, interact with something you're watching. So there's that element as well. I think there has been studies that were made. I don't remember the numbers exactly, but many, many of the viewers, I think it was about 80% or something, say that they enjoy and they engage more, they interact more with something like that rather than watching something. And again, yes, the attentions um, and the busy lives that we have anyway give that extra nudge to the extra um, benefit of the interactive video, but repurposing everything that comes into it. I think it makes the whole process and the price very attractive when you think about return on investment. 
you're very very passionate about uh, interactive videos, which is fab. Um, so if you could just sum up sort of your one key takeaway, what would it be about interactive video? I would encourage all medical device companies to jump on this new wagon. Um, it's still quite brilliantly new. It's still super interesting. It won't be in 10 years time. It won't be in five years time. It will become the norm in my opinion. So um, take advantage of something like this right now, if you can, would be my, my one takeaway. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm sure you'll be on the podcast again in the future talking about all things video. Um, but if you have any other questions about interactive video, Gamzee's written an article about it, which is available on our Knowledge Hub on the website, or feel free to reach out to us at podimos.com and Gamzee or a member of the team will be able to reach out and help you. Anytime. Thank you so much. Oh.